Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. It has been a minute. <laughs> We've had some family life work things going on, a lot of transitions in the last few weeks. So we took a little break, but we are happy to be back here with y'all. And we're going to just dive in tonight and talk about unhealthy emotional relationships, which is something that we both have experience with. And also specifically, like when you connect with someone in a place of trauma and the holds that can develop because of that. And so often the holds are disguised as love. And so the feelings get really mixed up, but it's like this unhealthy attachment style. It becomes present in the middle of that. So we're just really going to share some of our own experiences, some of the things that we've witnessed in our own heart after getting outside of relationships like that. And just kind of open the space for you to evaluate the ones in your life. Because I think sometimes it's hard for us to like take that step back while we're in it. So we're going to hope to do that for you today. Yeah. And I think like just kind of touching on trauma, the word trauma, because sometimes when I hear that word, I think it means something so terrible that happens or it's like a life-changing event. And a lot of times it is. And that's a lot of times when you get into these relationships where, you know, you cling on to another person because you are going through something so awful, but it can even be something small and you're just battling with an inside thought or some kind of maybe confidence issue. And you will also cling to other people in different times that maybe not be that healthy for you. So I think you know, we can speak to the trauma side of it as well. But I also want to make it known that there are other situations where you will cling and kind of get into a relationship that might not be the best for you in that time, no matter what state you are in. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, trauma is like an attention getting word. And obviously, there are times where you connect with someone in very deep places of trauma, but it can mean emotional trauma too. And a lot of times we don't realize how much weight what we're going through in our life carries and how we operate. And so I think it's really easy when our heart is tangled in other things to be able to see our love relationships clearly, especially if it's one that's just beginning, because a lot of times our attachment style clings to what we're missing in our life. And so if you're in a place where your emotions and your heart is tangled and this person shows up with consistency, let's say, where they're there every time that you need them, you're going to cling to that more than likely because that's what your body and your nervous system is needing at that time. And I've learned a lot about my nervous system probably in like the last two years. Cause I was in a relationship that I've talked about on here before. When I moved, I lived in Hilton Head for a year after college before I moved to Maryland to open my first studio. And I was in a relationship for like a year, which it was the longest committed relationship I had been in. I've had a lot of things that were like on and off again, but whenever I moved, I basically like wanted him to be my everything because I was like in a town where I knew no one and I had no idea how to make friends while I was trying to open a business or how to cultivate a life in a new town because I was like fresh out of college. And so our relationship became like, I depended on him to bring my nervous system back to his equilibrium. And granted, there was a lot of things about the way that he treated me that were unhealthy, but I I now stepped away from the relationship long enough to understand that my unhealthy component of it was my inability to like bring myself back to that equilibrium. And I never realized like it was my mom growing up that did that for me. Like I, you know, would need like a hug or whatever to like calm, like my nervous system is just very reactive. And so I didn't even realize that it was happening in that relationship, but it was like, I would get so emotional and almost like hysterical about stuff that was going on or stuff that he would say. And it was like, he almost broke me and was the one that put me back together all in the same breath. Cause it was like my nervous system was like addicted to that pattern of like, break me, fix me. And it took me a really long time to even understand what was happening. 
And that's, that's probably the most extreme example I have from my past, but sometimes like our nervous system is making decisions for us that our heart doesn't realize are happening. And Ellen and I were just talking yesterday about how we all become different people when we're afraid or when we're anxious or when we're off our center. And acknowledging how that shows up in love for you can be a really big learning process for just how you process emotions in general. Yeah. And I think too, like with what you were saying, you know, you were going through a lot when you were having that fix me, break me mentality. Like you obviously were transitioning to a completely new state that you were living in, new business that you were taking over. You were still battling with some of your eating disorder. Like there were a lot of things that were just kind of all over the place. And I think that's why you already feel so broken that whenever someone comes in and tries to fix you, it might not be what you actually need, but because there's an effort towards that direction, you've already drained that from yourself and you've already gotten so exhausted of trying day in, day out to keep getting better that someone else is willing to come in and do that. It was like, oh, this is great. Even if it's not really what you're supposed to have, but then they'll turn around and just break you down more. So it just becomes that pattern. And I think that you make a really good point with that because I've, I've even been there myself. I had a crazy injury. We went over it already. You guys know the whole rundown, but I had a lot of stuff going on throughout that time frame, And I also had just broken up with my boyfriend of like five, six years at the time. So a lot of different changes going on. And I think for me, even though the breakup was what needed to happen, it was hard to readjust. So yeah, when I was getting out of the five year relationship, I just got to this point where I was like, how do I date? How do I basically re- create like my lifestyle because you do, I mean, you adjust to like being with another person and you kind of depend on them. So for me, it was really tough because I was trying to talk to other guys. Like I was, you know, trying to figure out what dating looked like. And I was making decisions that I never would have made had I been in the right mindset for it. But it's really hard to realize that when you're in the middle of so many different changes and you're not happy really with where you're at yourself. So it is, it's a really, it's a hard thing to recognize when you're in the moment. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think too, like, even when you reach, because I do believe that, you know, the whole, you have to be healed before you can love. I don't necessarily agree with that. I am a strong advocate for the fact that you really should be the only person that keeps yourself at that nervous system equilibrium, that that shouldn't be in anybody else's hands because it's actually not fair for that to be someone else's responsibility. We all have things that we move and shift through throughout our day and our life that no one should have to hold the entire compass of. But a lot of times when we're in relationships that have that unhealthy pattern or have that hold, or maybe they're not even unhealthy, but they just develop at a time in your life where you're not fully yourself and don't fully know what you're desiring from a partner. We often try to convince ourselves that that's still the right person after we've reached a different spot in our life. And so like for me, a different relationship, it was one that was like super on and off from when I graduated high school until gosh, I graduated college. It was a long time. We were just always in each other's lives. We were long distance. And, you know, he always, we always had talked about like one of us moving to where the other one was or like how we were ever going to make the relationship work. And I just like, I got so caught up in like the pattern of what we were doing. And also because when I was 18, I would have told you, I thought he was the one, like I saw him and I was like, it was as close to love at first sight as I had felt at that age. And, you know, at different stages, love is a different thing. So I never like invalidate my feelings from my past self. It's just a different version of my heart than the one that exists now. But I just really, truly thought he was my person. And no matter who I was dating, like Ellen knows this, I always kind of had him in the back of my mind. I would always kind of come back to him. And 
about two years, two and a half years ago, he came to visit. And it was kind of like, I feel like the visit that was going to determine whether or not we were actually going to try things because we were both finally in a place in our life where we could afford to do a long distance relationship and where we really could become a place of like commitment if we wanted to. I just remember calling Al like after he actually was here longer than a weekend, which was the first time that we had been able to do that in our relationship. And I was like, he is like, so not the right person for me. Like he had no idea how to hold the emotions of who I am. And I realized that like, there was so much about how we meshed when we were in person that like was not what I was looking for. And so I realized I was attached to the idea of And I was attached to the friendship. I was also attached to the comfort. And I think so often we stay for those reasons because he wasn't a bad person. And if I'm being fully honest with you, he's probably a person that I could have had a fine life with, but he wasn't the one that was going to like fully fulfill all of my desires where I was going to continue to fall in love and continue to develop deeper into that as we, as we grew. And I, I realized that so deeply, but it took like the reality of our relationship being in my face because for so long I was like, well, we both want this many kids and we both want to like live here and we have this in common and our friendship is great. And he was there for me through a lot of things that I went through. But it was, it was without a doubt the toughest connection for me to let go of because it was an idea that I had had in my head for so long. And it's a really weird emotion when you realize that loving someone slash being in with love in love with someone and also being attached versus desiring like the difference between those components it was the biggest lesson that i've had in love thus far and i don't know without that closure if i could have found the happiness that i have in my current relationship because i was still holding on so deeply to the idea and to the attachment yeah and i i think attached to the idea that really stands out to me because it's so easy and i think this can go with anything in life like not even just your relationship but you get so caught up on the idea of something or like you and I used to be like, oh, I can't wait till we're in high school. Like, why? (laughs) It's like like this idea that it's going to be so great. And then you get there and it's like, okay, now I can't wait to get to college. And then you get to college. And it's not that, I mean, there's obviously parts of every chapter you're in that are great, but it's like, you're always searching for this next idea. And I think just being present and really recognizing like, what do you need in the moment? Not necessarily like, what do I need in five years? Or what am I looking for? What's this picture perfect thing? Because in reality, like there's no blueprint. Like it's like where I'm at right now, I never would have guessed when I was 18 years old or even honestly, like two years ago. It's just, you're going to go through so many different changes. And I think if you can disconnect from the idea of something and really just hold on to what feels right and what you should be doing is going to align with that. And we're kind of, we're raised to be attached to ideas because there's- yeah. You know, all of us have unconditioned subconscious biases from our parents. All of us possess those because our parents operate in love and work and show up in a certain way. And regardless of what that looks like, that's what we observe for a lot of our life. And so there's a partner that we visualize. There's a life that we visualize. And the partner that I just told you about fit that visualization. The partner that I'm with now never fit that visualization. He came out of nowhere. He is not at all that I wanted yet he was everything that I needed and it was like you know it was it was a really big I almost feel like God sent me something so drastic and so deep and so connected because I like needed that to realize that there isn't a blueprint like what we think we want and what we actually want are sometimes two totally different things because we're not always looking at it from like what does my own heart desire especially in a world that is constantly painting a picture of what like a quote unquote perfect life looks like that's oftentimes what we're chasing and you know, we don't really want to receive negative attachment or judgment or whatever from choosing something that's outside of that blueprint. When a lot of times, like 
the deepest layer of happiness and connection and like desire and life like sits outside of that blueprint. And it's like having the courage to give yourself permission to go there. And I feel like that's like the main difference in what I was doing prior to my current relationship and all of my past ones is I was like trying to just fit it into this box of what what I thought I wanted or what the world told me I should want. Yeah. I mean, when you look at like everyone that's telling you certain things, like we're all so different. And I, and I mean, obviously like certain stories, I mean, they turn out to be on paper perfect and that's what they want and that's great. But there are situations where everything on paper looks exactly how everyone says it should be. And then you turn around and you actually talk to the person and they like are stuck. Like they don't want to be in that situation. They're unhappy, but they feel like that's where they need to be. And I'm not trying to say that that's like everyone in any kind of situation is different for anything. But I just think rather than feeling like you're stuck in a situation, just respond based off of your feelings and just love and be with the person that makes sense for you and what moment you're in. And obviously like where we were going with everything is more in terms of not holding on to things that aren't healthy for you. But I think it is trying to differentiate the two of, okay, this is healthy for me, but it's not necessarily what everyone thinks I should be doing as a side to this is unhealthy and people are telling me not to be in this because it's not a good situation. So I think you do need to recognize which one you're in. But if it is something that you feel like you're continuing to grow and you're happy with who you are and with who you're with, then by all means, do it. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And I think too, the other component of like everything we just discussed is like understanding that a lot of times what we think we should do is actually unhealthy because we're, we're pushing down, you know, it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes when we think of like, I think that was such a good point Al, because I think it brings up a really important thing to note. And that's that when we think of unhealthy relationships so often, we're like thinking it has to be this drastic emotionally or physically abusive situation. And in some cases, absolutely. Those, those are more common than any of us even really realize. And my last year's relationship before the one I was, I'm currently in was definitely emotionally abusive. There was a lot of toxic components to that that were not good for me at all, regardless of where I was at in my personal journey. But there's an element of just understanding that the healthiest person for us is like the one that we feel at home with. And I was having a conversation with my mom about that the other day, because I realized that like, you know, when I fell in the love that I'm in now, the stuff that used to matter to me doesn't anymore because I feel safe. And so it was like a safety slash the ability to truly be myself and all of those components. And it wasn't that there isn't partners that could have made me happier that you could have a fine life with. Like there's a fine line between understanding whether it's unhealthy from a toxic perspective, or if it's just unhealthy because there's a part of you that's shoving your desires to the bottom of your stomach to do what you think you should do. And that there's like, those are two totally different paths that you can take. And I think it's just important to note that because I have a lot of friends and I know for a long time, I felt that way. Like I was making decisions based off of the blueprint and that in and of itself is unhealthy because anytime that you're not listening to your heart and what it's actually wanting from you, you're not honoring yourself, which in any way, shape or form, regardless of how drastic or dramatic it is, is still unhealthy. Exactly. And I'm such a, I feel like we're both such energy people. Like to me, if if you have that feeling and like it's kind of pulling you one way or the other, typically that's the direction you should be going. Like if the feeling is, hey, this is something I'm meant to learn from or I'm still supposed to be in, there's no reason to jump ship at that moment. Like, yeah, maybe in five years or whatever time frame it is, it might not make sense then. But if it's like stomach or your, I don't know, like if it's telling you that you should do it, then 
do it. Like, don't just turn around and be like, oh, this probably isn't a good idea. Let me fight that because everyone's saying not to. And yeah, I just, I think in general, every relationship or every situation that you get in is a learning experience. And I think that you're meant to go through everything that you do. Like there's a reason for it. So so I don't think it's good or bad if you have been in situations that maybe aren't necessarily right or they're not what you're supposed to be in. But I think, like we said, just recognizing the difference is going to get you to where you need to be. And it's and knowing that there's a difference and actually going through it and seeing that's going to help you in the long run, even though when you're in it, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of people say, you know, like I only date to marry or, you know, I'm only interested in serious relationships or whatever. But I've never been a believer that like any relationship has to have the goal of forever. I think that we learn a lot by loving people. Like there's no relationship that I've had up until this point that hasn't taught me a vital lesson about who I am or taught me a vital lesson about who I don't want to be. You know, I had a I had a relationship in high school, like I was just chasing him because I thought that like I wanted him so badly and I compromised my self-worth at a lot of corners for for that reason and I still go back to that relationship to this day I mean it was like 10 years ago at this point but there's still moments that I remember of like growth and of pain and of heartbreak and of feeling a certain way that I promised myself I would never feel again and so you know and there's also partners that you know were really positive and had positive influences on my life and saw me through some really tough times and so there's there's also an element of understanding that it's okay to still love people from your past too. Like, I think we feel like it's like door closed. We can't feel any emotion for that person. For me personally, I will always have love for anybody that I've loved. The love is different. The love changes. It evolves. It's not like a desire to be with that person any longer. But I think sometimes we get so concerned of like, well, if I can't stop loving them, then they're the right person for me. And it's like, not always, you know, like I, there's multiple people that I will always love because they were there for me at a vital time that like, I don't know if anybody else could have seen me through it with the love and the emotion that they were able to give me in that season. But is that the person that's supposed to be my husband? Absolutely not. Can I love and respect them and honor what they were to me and always feel that way about them? Also, absolutely. So I think there's just an element of understanding who's there to teach you, who's there to stay and giving yourself permission to like feel those feelings to not feel like you have to turn them off just because that relationship is, is over. It's okay to still have those emotions. And I think when we allow ourselves to feel them, then we don't make them more than they are. Because when we're trying to convince ourselves, we don't feel a certain way about someone. It's like, oftentimes you're like, well, maybe they really are the person because I can't stop. You know, it's like just allowing yourself to honor who they were to you and also know that they're not who you need right now is, is one of the most mature decisions, in my opinion, that you can make in love. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting I, to me, like I've never, I mean, my ex from a long time and I, we don't talk, but there's like a mutual respect, I think. And it's just funny that there's relationships. And I know there's situations that obviously like this should be the case and you should completely make sure they're not in your life. But for simple breakup, I don't think this crazy ending needs to be the case. Like I think you could break up, acknowledge that you're not the right person, still appreciate and have some form of respect for each other and move on where a lot of times I feel like there's just so much drama behind it. And it's like, you have to have this crazy breakup and everyone has to be pissed at everyone. And it's like, why? Like it, you, you, you had some form of care for that person and you obviously wanted it to work at one point. Like it doesn't need to be this weird situation. Like it's, yeah. they still mean something to you. Yeah. I have a mentor that always says like, we must exit with as much grace as we enter. 
And there's just, there's a lot of truth in that. And that grace isn't just for the person that you're leaving behind or the person that's leaving you behind. It's also for yourself because I know for me, any relationship that I ended emotionally or I said things I knew that I didn't mean, I I have an unsettled feeling about those relationships because I didn't exit with grace and grace is a core value of mine. And so it's like when we're not operating as ourselves and we leave relationships that, you know, at one point really were everything that we needed them to be. And then they turned out to not be what we needed in the next season. I just truly believe that there's a way to exit with that grace, to thank them, to love them, to honor them for what they were without feeling like they need to come with you moving forward. And to me, it helps operating that way has helped me be better at at goodbyes because I used to not be able to let go of people. Like Ellen laughs me about this, but it's like every guy I ever dated or talked to, like always back around, you know? And it's like, cause I never really had the, like, I never had the words or really the courage to close the door. I would just kind of leave it open. And if I'm being completely honest, I like the validation of it, you know? I mean, who doesn't, but there was a time where I'd like really, really within the last year where any past partner would reach out or past connection. And I'm able to like almost exit with the grace that maybe I wasn't able to as a past self. And it's very healing to close the relationships from a mindset and a heart space that just makes them feel closed, but closed in a way that you're proud of, not closed in a way that you're ashamed of. Yeah. And I think it's important to just to like going back to the fear side of it. Like I think it is so easy to stay in a relationship because you're afraid of what's going to happen or how do I, how do I move past being with them when that's what I've known for how long? Like I think there's so many different levels to really getting past that fear side. And it could even be fear in the sake of, I don't know how to be alone, or it can be fear in the side of, I'm afraid of their reaction and ruining at least the care that I have for them, even if it's not necessarily the person you want to be with. And that can play a big role into it too, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. And it's hard. Like I know for me, when I, I know I always go back to this relationship, but it was a lot of changing parts and it was like a really growing time of my life that I I looked at the situation and I knew that I probably should have left a year or two before I did but it was it was something that I had in my head like oh this is this is who I'm supposed to be with like this is what I know I've never been with anyone else really like this is kind of it <laughs> which is funny I was like 17 I think I don't even know how old I was so I was like yeah this is all this is all I got but at the time it did feel like that and it's 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 hard to recognize like, oh, there's other people out there or, oh, I will be okay if I'm not with someone else, especially whenever that's really all you know. And it's also easy to feel bad for the person on the other side. Like I, my ex and I had a really good friendship on top of our relationship. Like you don't want to hurt a person just because the situation itself isn't working. So there's a lot of different sides that can affect the way that you react or the way you handle your relationships. Yeah. And the friendship is a really good point, Elle, because I know for me, like the hardest breakups that I've had are also the ones that like, I felt like we were really close friends. And the guy that I was like on and off with in college truly was one of my best friends. Like, you know, we, we told each other everything and confided in each other through a lot. And so it's, it's hard because you, I, for me personally, I felt a loyalty more to the friendship than I even did the relationship. And I'm like, well, obviously if we and the relationship side, the friendship is never going to look like it once did, you know, because there's too many feelings that are tangled up for us to ever like be able to be just friends. And some people can be, I think it depends on the depth of your connection, how long they were in your life, whether or not like a consistent still in your regular life is a healthy decision. 
for me, it hasn't been for a lot of past partners. Like I've wanted to close with grace, but not necessarily wanted to like continue to have conversations because you have to honor the other person's feelings. But the fear is a really good point. The fear, the anxiety, and a lot of times it's the fear of hurting that person, the fear of hurting yourself, because regardless when something ends, whether it's, whether it really has even just been a friendship or a companionship over the last several years, it's still an ending. And like endings don't feel good because it changes your routine. It changes your rhythm. You know that like somebody's heart is going to feel more pain over it than the other one. And so the fear is just a really good point. I was trying to think like, what advice we can really share on that. And I think the only thing that really comes to my heart tonight is it's as much as the fear holds us back from letting go sometimes or from, you know, releasing even just the friendship component. It's also not doing them any good for you to continue to stay in it when your feelings aren't what they once were. Like, I think sometimes we think that staying in it is best because we're not going to hurt them. But for me, when somebody's in a relationship with me halfway, that hurts me way more than it would if they were just honest and upfront about their feelings. And don't get me wrong, I hate having uncomfortable, vulnerable, sweaty conversations as much as the next person. I do believe they're a vital part of life. And I have them very often in my friendships and in my relationships (laughs) because I don't actually think that anything published if we don't have them. And I also think the connection that sits on the other side of that is worth the uncomfortable portion. But that's really the only advice that comes to my heart as far as overcoming the fear and understanding that it's okay to evolve. Like you have permission to not want what you once wanted. Like it's okay to evolve. It's okay to understand that, you know, maybe promises or thoughts or dreams that you had at one point changed and shifted because you changed and shifted. And that's just part of life. We're all evolving. And the only thing that you owe the people around you is to be honest and vulnerable about that at every corner because it, it is what's best for them as well, even if that that ending or that separation or even even maybe it draws you closer and maybe you stay together. You know, you never know what that vulnerability is going to give you or what's going to sit on the other side of it. But I'm a big believer and the only thing that we owe people in our evolution is complete honesty and transparency in the process because then they deserve to make their own decisions about what's next for them too. And it gives your relationship the ability to never get to a stagnant place because you're always being honest about your evolution and you're realizing whether you can meet each other there or if it's drawing you separate ways and having the emotional maturity to honor each other enough to do that. What you said. What would your advice be for like the fear elemental or just like the, I don't know, the like breaking a pattern of just the rhythm that you have with someone. Because I feel like, you know, with your, I mean, my, my like on and off one that I talked about was like five or six years, but yours was like a committed five to six years. Yeah. So what do you feel like I guess, advice would be? I guess to me, like if your relationship is good, you fear's not really an emotion you have. And I don't mean that in a way Amen. that, well, I don't mean that in a way that like you guys should be, if anyone's listening and they have any fear, like don't be like, oh my God. I just mean you're most likely not communicating or you're not supposed to be in that relationship one way or the other because for me fear about each other not even fear I mean because you're always going to have like fear but I think fear about yeah yeah, about the relationship yeah because to me I mean looking back on any relationship or like person that I was with for an extended period of time I don't think I don't think fear was ever something that I had until I felt like we needed to end like I knew that something wasn't right. I knew there was an issue. And that's normally whenever I started getting worked up and maybe fear is not the exact emotion or whatever, the exact word, but it was something in that form where 
if your relationship's healthy and you're supposed to be in that relationship, I think it's just easy. And that doesn't mean you're not going to go through hard things or you're not going to fight or there's not going to be stuff that you have to go through. But I don't think that fear of losing that person other than maybe something out of either of your control or fear that you need to leave or you're not going to work out or whatever it is. I don't think that's something that happens if you have a good relationship. Or like fear that you can trust them or fear that, you know, I mean, I I always had a lot of fear of like whether I could take word at face value and all of that stuff. I mean, I think that like, that's such a good, it's honestly a great place to end is like, you know, to me, when people say like love should be easy and effortless, it's not that like the actual love itself is easy and effortless. Like Elle said, it's like literally the decision to choose that person is easy and effortless because to me, I will always believe, and maybe this is just like the hopeless romantic that I am at heart, but I will always believe that when it is your person, like when you, I mean, it's, and it, honestly, we can use our friendship as the foundation of this. Like I, there are a million things a day that I'm scared about. Ellen leaving my life, never one of them. Ellen, <laughs> oh, come on. Ellen not, Ellen not showing, Ellen not showing up for me, never one. You know, so it's like, there, there are like the foundation part of your relationship where like, I don't wake up in the morning and be like, oh Lord, Ellen might not choose to be my friend today or she like <laughs> might, not, might not choose to follow through on this. Like there's no fear there. It's like, I know that her words that she gives me are solid. I know that her loyalty is the most dependable thing in my life. And so, you know, and it, it should be that way in your relationship too, because there are a million things that are going to be scary. There are a million things that are probably going to challenge and test your relationship. But the decision to choose that person, like to, to throw all caution to the wind and say, I'm here and I choose you that should be effortless. That shouldn't, that should not take time. It should not take, it should, and there just shouldn't be fear about that. And that, that part is where the fear should be absent. And I also feel like where the choice should be effortless, because if you don't have that, then the challenges that life throws at you will eat you alive because there's, there's nothing to fall back on. Like with Ellen and I, when something comes up in our life, it's like, we're, we're ready for it. So that's where we'll close out. And yeah, I just, I just hope that this gave you the courage to take an honest look at your relationships and to really drop in. So thank you for being here. We love y'all and we will see you next week.